everybody. Thank you so much for checking out our podcast. If you want to know more about us or connect with us as a church, then please go to our church website and we'd love to get to know you some more. But here's today's message. We hope it blesses you, encourages you and inspires you. Well, I'm blessed and grateful to have some great friends. The last few months, just like everyone, have been tough, and I don't think that I will have been able to get through and survive as well as I've survived without my friends. Over the last few months, there have been times where I have been low and fed up, and I'm sure you know what that feels like. There have been times where I've doubted and wanted to give up. There have been times where, if I'm honest, I just didn't want to do anything. And I'm sure you can understand how that feels like. But in these times, I've been blessed that I have some great friends. Ironically, during lockdown, I've probably connected with my friends more than ever. For example, one of my friends lives abroad over in the USA, and another of my friends lives over on the other side of the country. And so we don't really see each other a lot. But during lockdown, we have now started to regularly meet every other week for an online pub trip where we sit down with a beer together and have a chat and catch up and uh, have some fun together. I'm grateful for my friends because our relationships have lasted. Some guys I have known since I've been all the way back in school Others since I've been at university, but others I've known much more recently in my life. But good friends are friends who stick around. They last the course. They're not just there for the good times in life and when it's convenient for them to be around, but they are even more present in the tough times. Good relationships last. And this is true with our friends, but it's also true in our faith and with our God. What kind of God would only be interested in and care about you at set times of your life? No matter what we face, a true faith is a faith that lasts. One that is built around God's faithfulness, that no matter how hard life might get, we can know with confidence that God is not going to leave us or let us down. And today, this is exactly the message that we're being told in Hebrews 10. We can have faith today because we can be sure that God's faithfulness will never fade. So today we are going to look at how we can be sure that God's faithfulness will always endure. The first thing we can learn about this passage is that God's forgiveness will always last. In the first four verses of this passage, the writer once again wants to encourage God's people to see who they are in Jesus Rather than looking back to their old identity and their Jewish identity, he wants them to be sure in who they are in Jesus. 
And as he does so, he focuses on the practice of offering sacrifices to God. Regularly, all good Jews would go to the temple and offer sacrifices to God as a way of purifying themselves of their sinfulness and their brokenness and the ways that they had fallen short from God. As we're told in verse 3, this was an annual reminder of the sins, of their sins and their need for God's forgiveness. But there is an issue. These sacrifices, although they were good and commendable by God, they were ultimately insufficient. In making these sacrifices, people fulfilled the law and their requirement to atone for their sins, to, to uh, dispose or, or to make up for their brokenness. But ultimately, in a year's time, they were just going to have to come back and repeat the whole process again. I don't know about you, but I do, when I do things wrong, I do them wrong regularly. I, I, I'm just like you. I'm not perfect just because I work for a church. I make plenty of mistakes. If I ever started to doubt whether I made mistakes, Rachel would certainly be put quick to put me back in my place. It pains me to admit it, but I am not perfect. If I'm honest, I don't like being reminded again and again of my imperfections. I don't like being reminded of the mistakes that I make. I don't like being reminded that I don't always do, say, or think the right things. I don't like to dwell on my mistakes that I make. I know that I have to acknowledge them, Otherwise, I would just be living my life in denial, but I don't want to dwell on mistakes. I'd much rather be able to recognize them and then be able to move on from them. And here is the key point in this passage. Before Jesus, God's people had no way of being able to move on from their mistakes. Instead, year by year, they were constantly being reminded of their brokenness and of their sinfulness. For no matter how many sacrifices they made, they could never make them perfect as they came to worship God as God desired and longed for them to be. But here's the game-changing news of Jesus. Because of Jesus, we can find forgiveness that lasts forever. I wondered this morning, what mistakes have you made? What mistakes have you made that you're holding on to this morning? These mistakes may have just happened this last week. They may have happened years and years ago, but you've been carrying the burden of those mistakes around with you ever since. Constantly being reminded of your guilt and your shame and the things you've done wrong rather than done right. Maybe it was a bad decision that you made that had a big impact on your life. Maybe it was a relationship that broke down. Maybe it was an unhelpful comment that caused hurt and pain to someone else. Maybe it was a failure to stand by someone in a time of need when they needed it the most. Maybe you hurt someone 
or you just made a terrible mistake. This morning, please can I encourage you not to be continually burdened by your guilt and by your shame. We are all broken. We all make mistakes. We have all sinned and we all fall short of the glory of God. This is true for every person in the world. It's true for me and it's true for you. But here's the good news. No longer, year by year, do you need to have your mistakes hanging over you. In Jesus, there is hope. There is hope because as you encounter his faithfulness, you can be assured that his grace and his forgiveness does not just last a year where you have to keep repeating it time and time again, but his forgiveness lasts forever. It lasts for an eternity. This morning, if you are being weighed down by your guilt, if you're being weighed down by your shame, please can I encourage you to let go. Your past no longer needs to define you. This morning, you can know and experience grace and freedom again. And the way to do this is through Jesus, because his forgiveness lasts forever. As we move through this passage, we can see why we can know forgiveness that lasts forever in Jesus. And the simple answer is because Jesus came to make a greater, stronger, permanent sacrifice. And through Jesus's sacrifice, a new covenant or a new relationship, a new era has been opened up with God. No longer do we need to rely on the blood of animals to repent of our sins and to take away all our mistakes and the wrong things we've done. Instead, Jesus has made the ultimate sacrifice. Instead of shedding the blood of animals to find forgiveness, Jesus, God's own Son, perfect and holy and righteous in every way, shed his blood for me and for you. He paid the price so that you don't have to. This is one of the key messages that is enforced time and time again throughout the book of Hebrews. Jesus died once and for all. Jesus died once. Every sin, every mistake, every error that you could ever make has already been covered by Jesus. Jesus doesn't need to keep dying for you and the sacrifice that he's made for you is not time limited. He has you covered. Jesus died once. You, you don't need to worry about anything anymore. Not only did Jesus die once, but he died for all. It doesn't matter who you are this morning. It doesn't matter whether you've been coming to church all your life. It doesn't matter whether all this church stuff is completely new to you. It doesn't matter if you've never even considered believing in Jesus before. Whether you know it or not, Jesus died for you. Because Jesus died once and for all. No one 
is left out. No one is forgotten. Everyone can access the forgiveness and the hope that Jesus offers right here and right now, today. The technical theological term for this is justification. And justification ultimately means how we are made right before God. We are all made right before God because of Jesus alone. There is no more that you need to do, nothing less or nothing more than turning to Jesus will make you right before God. For as we're told in verse 10, we have all been made holy through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ once and for all. There is nothing else you need to do except to turn to Jesus. This morning, if you are feeling the burden of your past, if you're all too aware of the mistakes that you've made, if you feel like they're constantly hanging over you, maybe not only are these mistakes hanging over you, but they're defining you and dragging you down, please know that this does not have to be your future. The mistakes of your past don't have to define your life. You can receive forgiveness today, a forgiveness that doesn't just loosen the chains of your guilt and the mistakes and the errors of your ways, but that completely destroys them and sets you free. Today, if you would like to know that freedom, of being made right and of being renewed in yourself, please can I invite you to turn to Jesus this morning. All you need to do is say, Jesus, I know that I've made mistakes in the past. I regret them. I'm sorry for them. But I know that they do not define me anymore because I want to be made new in you. This morning, Jesus, I welcome you in to my life. Jesus has died once and for everyone, once and for all. Will you receive this gift of his love and his forgiveness that will last throughout your life today? We are justified in Christ. We find a new relationship with God through him. But as we grow in this relationship, we will also see God's transformation in our hearts and throughout our lives as well. To use another theological word than justification, there is also sanctification. Justification, as we've already said, speaks about our identity before God, how we're made right before God But sanctification is the way that God continues to work in our lives over and over again, developing us to be the people that he has called us to be. Justification is once and for everyone. But sanctification is an ongoing process. As we grow into the person that God has created us to be by the power of his spirit coming and living and working within us. 
God doesn't just make us right with him and then leave us to get on with the rest of our lives. Rather, he promises to make us right with him, but then continue to refine us and develop us to be the people that he has created and called us to be. Listen to verse 16 again. This is the covenant, the promise I will make with them after that time, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts and I will write them on their minds. Not only does God long to forgive you, he also wants to transform and develop you to be the person that he intended you to be. No longer do you need to be defined by your shame and your guilt. Rather, God wants you to be the best version of you that you can be. And he promises to help you achieve this. Not only does he promise to justify you and make you right with God, but he promises to give you the gift of his spirit living and moving and working within your life, sanctifying you, transforming your heart and your mind. He transforms you that you might be able to walk in step with God and know the fullness of life that he promises to give to everyone who follows him. As the Spirit of God comes and moves, into our lives, we can be confident that we have the faith to endure and stand the test of time. With God's Spirit leading and guiding us, our hearts will be transformed, our minds will be renewed as we walk and as we live our lives as the people that God has called us to be no matter what the world might throw at us. So today, once again, may we open our lives and our hearts to the Spirit of God and let's invite him to come in that, we might, that he might work in us, that he might restore us, that he might transform us to live a life of faith grounded in the confidence that we can have of the God who will be faithfully standing by us no matter what life throws at us. He'll be standing faithfully by us because good relationships last. And as we encounter Jesus, our faith is transformed by him. No longer do we need to be defined by the mistakes of our past, but instead we can look forward to a new and a brighter future, a brighter future that we can all access through the faithfulness of Jesus, the faithfulness of Jesus that lasts forever because Jesus has died once and for all. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for Jesus. We praise you that we can have confidence that no matter what has gone before, 
no matter what has happened in our lives, we can have a new hope and a new future. We can find forgiveness that lasts because Jesus has come that we might enter a new era, a new, a new era in our lives, a new era in our relationship with you. And so, Lord God, this morning we welcome, we thank you and we praise you for the fact that Jesus came and died once and for all, that each one of us who is listening to this message today might know the hope that we have in him. Lord, as we know the hope that we have in Jesus, Lord, we also take this moment to open our lives, to open our hearts up to you. And Lord, we welcome you in. And Lord, we say, by the power of your spirit, would you come and continue to work in us? Would you continue to transform our hearts, transform our lives as you continue to, to sanctify us, to continue to lead us to be the people that you have called us to be? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.